Worldwide broadcast of the Ted Dawson Barrower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. And Austin will be with us in a few moments. He apparently has some problems with his audio. And by the way, today is his birthday. And he is 34 years old today. He's my oldest son, and I'm so blessed and so proud of him and all the things that he's done and all the stuff he's done with me on the radio, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not going to go any further with that. But I want to cover with you something, number one, that's very important. On Sunday, Dr. Mark Rutland did a um, sermon at a church in Georgia, in Gainesville. And I posted it on the website, and it's posted as the head of the lead story, I think, for yesterday morning. And about the, he, what he talked about was about the woke agenda in the United States. He also talked about the Constitution of America, about abortion, about transgenders, about the mutilation of children, about all of the stuff that we talk about on the show, well, most of it, and, and did an incredibly excellent job. And he has been absolutely inundated with positive praise from so many people around the country. This is a national show he did that was put in broadcast uh, you know, through this church that he was in. And I'm so happy that he did this. And it shows to me that if when a pastor will actually wake up and see what's going on and start talking about it, it will elicit change. That's what we're seeing now all, all over the country. You know, with the transgender movement, with the woke agenda, and people are so sick of these people pushing their Einsoft mess. Now, the biggest problem that I've got with the vast majority of the people that are talking about it, they don't go back to the root cause of the Kabbalah and the Zohar. And I talk about that all the time on this show because that's where this is all coming from. But we really need to understand that the movement that we have right now in the United States of America is extremely strong. And that we're making a huge difference in the United States, and people are waking up. And, again, I am so proud of Dr. Mark Rutland. You guys are always asking me, why is he such a good friend? Why do you support his ministry? Why do you have all the Thai girls? This is why. Because he has the chutzpah, so to speak, to actually come in and say something about this kind of stuff. And to the point that I want you guys to do with me a favor, I don't ask you very often to do this. But I want you to go ahead and listen to the link. You start at, start at the 32-minute mark. All the rest of it is a bunch of church stuff. Before that is some singing and stuff, which is good, too. The singing is good, too. But, but you just start at 32 minutes, listen to the broadcast, and then go ahead and put it on your database, on your list, and send it to all the people telling them to start at 32 minutes. It let, let you hear the entire sermon. He even said he, said he was talking about the United States and abortion and about all the babies that we've killed. And he said, is it, is it right for God to judge ancient Israel for what they did and not to judge us for what we did? So, guys, I'm so excited that we have gotten to the point now where Roe v. Wade has been overturned. And I want to thank you for all of the positive feedback that we've also had on the 4th of July show that we did on Monday and all of the uh, just purchases that you guys have made at Health Masters over the weekend and now. Because if it wasn't for you guys basically doing what you do to support Health Masters, we could not bring you this show. So thank you again. Also, I want to talk about the Georgia Guidestones. Uh, they've been blown up. And now they, somebody, somebody detonated a charge the other night on the Georgia Guidestones. And, you know, this, this, is a, this is problematic. Now, I'm going to tell you why it's problematic. Now, I'm not sad to see the Georgia Guidestones go. I'm not, okay? But you know, my, I've got a good friend, Coach Dave Dobbelmeyer, who basically did a big thing about the Georgia Guidestones and, and promoted it nationwide about how they need to basically, I guess, you know, be taken down. And a few weeks later, this thing is taken down. Now, there's a very high probability that was not one of his followers who's done this. But now because he was involved in it, he posted a bunch of videos and articles about it, we need to all pray for Coach Dave. This doesn't come back and blow back on him 
or one of his followers as being accused of having done this when it could be another false flag. Pretty much all of the leaders that are involved in this truth movement, that, including Dave Doblemeyer, you know, are basically, you know, under tremendous scrutiny by the federal government. And we've got to be really, really careful. That's why I told you guys so many times, you know, Austin and I were going to January the 6th. We had decided to go. You know, we already had our plane flights set up. We already had the hotel reservations done. Everything was ready to roll. And then I spoke with, you know, with, um, with Jeff Rents about two weeks before because I had a check-in by the Holy Spirit not to do this, not to go there. And I decided it's the last about a week out not to go. And look at all of the people in the January 6th meetings that have been arrested and all the people that are still in jail from that, you know, for a year and a half now. It's insanity. Never got bailed out. And all of this stuff is being done now and orchestrated by the Kabbalist, Luciferian, Satanic, Sabbatine Luciferians that run the planet, have run, have managed to you know, completely monopolize the money systems of the entire world. And they are running things through State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard and these huge corporations and all of these lobbying groups and the blackmail to Congress and to the Senate. Nobody else wants to really talk about it like that, but that's what's going on. If we understand that, it starts making more and more sense. And we also need to understand that the United States has basically gotten themselves into a real mess right now. The feminized, homosexualized, transgendered U.S. military cannot even attract recruits. Now, think about this. Promotion privileges for promotion privileges for, 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 for preferred minorities and sexual perverts, along with sensitivity training, a form of anti-white indoctrination for white heterosexual males, has lessened the attractiveness of military service. The Pentagon's solution is to drop the high school requirement and further lower the standards re- reference to intelligence, health, drug use, and criminal records. General Jeffrey Snow, head of the Army Recruiting, blames the abundance of private sector jobs for recruitment difficulties and claims that the reductions in standards will provide the recruits without compromising quality. Simply not true. They have said by their own records that when a person's IQ is under 82, they cannot be inducted into the United States military because they cannot be trained for any job whatsoever at all. They can't do it. But now they're dropping their standards. Does that mean you're going to drop the IQ requirements also? So that everybody who wants to go with the military, regardless if they can tie their own shoelaces or even be illiterate or write a simple sentence, can go into the military? Is that what this means? Does it mean they're going to bring people into their brain damage or autistic for military service? I don't know. But the reality is this. They don't want to accept the fact of what they done, what they have done and how this transgendered military is no longer attracting the young males. I mean, think about it for a second. When Austin was 18 years old, you know, he was thinking about going into the Marine Corps as an officer because he graduated from college at the age of 19. You know, that was pretty impressive, by the way, that he did that. And what happened is as soon as he graduated from college, he basically was going to enlist into the United States Marine Corps, go through the OCS program, and become an officer in the United States Marines. But then Barack Obama won the presidency. And when Barack Obama won the presidency, Austin says, Dad, I don't want to serve underneath him. I don't believe he was born in America. I believe he's from Kenya, and I believe that he's gay, and I don't want to have him as my commander and my my, my leader. Well, think about this. What about Joe Biden? <laughs> Joe Biden is, is just absolutely doing the best he can to create a war with Russia. The yeah. people in the military really want to go start a war. Do the people in the military really want to go serve Joe Biden as, in a war with Russia or in a world war? Well, absolutely not. You know, people were looking at the rear corps, the, 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 the military as a career, and not to go out and get shot and get killed. I know that sounds kind of silly because you're a soldier, but nobody wants to go volunteer for a potential war or world war that we're about to have. So we need to realize that, you know, this is true. 
the feminized, homosexualized, transgendered U.S. military cannot attract, attract recruits, especially under the quote-unquote pseudo-leadership of this bumbling buffoon who can't sit on a bicycle. I mean, it's ridiculous. Also, I hear you with me right now. I'm glad you made it. Happy birthday to you on the air right now, my friend. And uh, go ahead. And what's your next story? Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a little little internet issue this morning, but we had we got everything up and rolling you, here in a few minutes. You did, you, did, you did pull your microphone down, but I got a, I got a soft service on you there. All right, can you hear me now? A little bit better. A little make it a little bit louder. Thank you. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I go. appreciate all the uh, support and all the happy birthday wishes, and I got a bunch of emails from everybody and text messages this morning. So thank you for that. It's going to be a, a good show day. I got a lot of different things lined up. I'm glad to have Dad back with us again. And he's exactly right on what they're trying to do as far as marginalize and completely get rid of the pretty much the respect of what the U.S. military once was. You know, I mean, the the might and the power and the infrastructure is still there with the military, but the personnel they're intentionally trying to compromise and make us look pretty much like a pathetic set of just buffoons over here in the United States. I mean, the commander-in-chief represents the country. That's why I told you before, it's very embarrassing to me as a proud, patriotic American to see this guy as the alleged, alleged leader of the United States, which we all know how that election went and how obviously he didn't get 81 million legitimate votes because there's no way in heck he's the most popular president in history when the man can't even talk off the teleprompter. And this is where... He's being used as the puppet tool scapegoat to implode the United States and pretty much everything that we had built over the last, you know, 240 years. And he's intentionally being worked as a puppet to do this. This is why now they're talking about we're actually taking our strategic oil reserves here in the United States that are for the United States only. And it's now signed an order where we're actually selling our strategic oil reserves to other countries including China. You look at it, it's on Breitbart this morning. We are actually selling our strategic oil reserves to China right now in the midst of already shortages because so many refineries are being put down due to the EPA. I'm hoping now the Supreme Court ruling last week that I talked about in detail, I went in detail on the Hagman Show last week, you guys have to listen to it, where the Supreme Court essentially slapped the EPA in the face for stating that the EPA is an enforcement agency. They do not have the legal right, nor has Congress ratified any laws for the EPA to come in and start pushing their green agenda onto certain companies and push their own ideology. EPA is not there to do that. This is the same concept that falls back with the ATF. And we're hoping, I've talked to a lot of guys in the legal profession with gun rights, that we're hoping this can be used as a precedent, and at least a positive precedent, to suppress the tyranny that ATF has been trying to force on the American populace. Where again, you have seen ATF comes in and arbitrarily changes their mind about something and says, well, we now believe this is illegal because we said so. Not that it's a law, not that it's a statute, not that Congress ratified anything. ATF just goes out on their own limb and says, we're going to make this illegal now because, well, we deem it illegal. ATF never, under any circumstances, had that authority. They were there to enforce alcohol, tobacco, and firearm laws that Congress had ratified. That was what they were there for, as an enforcement branch to control those three things back in the 30s when they were enacted. Because of a lot of stuff that happened with Prohibition, a lot of stuff with bootlegging cigarettes, and a lot of stuff that was going on with the gangsters and the mobs and machine guns. That is why ATF was brought in. 
They never, under any circumstances, were put into place to start making their own laws, own rules, own mandates, and own decisions on what they thought people could and couldn't own. This is exactly what's happened with the EPA. So I'm hoping the Supreme Court ruling last week is going to make a huge dent in the EPA and stop, at least for the time being, this insane communist agenda that the EPA has been pushing. Because they're going to do everything they can to remove the ability for people to be able to travel freely on their way. If you guys heard my show on Tuesday where I was solo, I talked in detail about the video of the F-150 Lightning and the Chevy 1500. And they actually loaded them up with exact same trailer campers, like 20-foot campers, 6,000-pound campers, and went on the exact same journey. They could barely get 88 miles of range out of the F-150 before it was basically flashing lights everywhere, decreasing acceleration, decreasing power, decreasing AC coolness, where they finally found a charging station and a target parking lot and basically had to take over half the parking lot and nobody could get around them. They had to go a different way to get in the target. And he had to sit there for 48 minutes to charge up to get 75% battery life so he could just get back home to where he was barely again to charge back up. 88 miles. 88 miles. Obviously, as I've stated for years, the infrastructure and the technology isn't there. I was 100% right on this. That is not under any reason why they keep telling everybody to buy it. They keep lying to everybody and telling them what they're going to do and how it's going to be so great. Now, June 29th, if you saw last week, the environmental ministers from 27 countries of the EU have now agreed to sign the death warrant for internal combustion engines. The ban they have put forward refers to the sales of new cars and vans powered by gasoline and diesel engines that they will have by 2035. They will effectively ban all new sales of cars and vans that are internal combustion engine. Now, that does not apply currently uh, to the large trucks because, again, that technology doesn't work with batteries. There's too many batteries you have to carry, too long of charging time, and not enough power. What do you think is going to happen if they build these EVF 150s that can't even tow a 6,000-pound trailer for 100 miles? What do you think is going to happen when they try to do these in semi-trucks and throw a 50, 60, 70,000-pound payload on the back of those things? Not going to be any capacity. It's not going to be any range. Not going to be able to do anything. That's why Tesla came up. Oh, we're going to start building electric semi-trucks that drive by themselves. That's a flim-flam fairy tale. Just like this EV cyber truck that he allegedly was going to come out with that he got millions and millions of dollars in deposits for that was supposed to be out this year, by the way. Now they're saying that they have no idea when it's going to be released. He made all these claims. It was going to be 0 to 60 in 2.2 seconds. It was going to have a 400-mile range, and it was going to have you know solar panels on the roof of it to recharge the batteries, and, 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 and. Okay, well, they may figure out how to do that but it's not going to be with any cost-effective vehicle that any normal person's going to buy. You've already seen that now with the Tesla Plaid and stuff. They're over, well over $100,000, and they're cheap as a Chinese toy box when you go inside them. I was in one not too long ago, and like the, pan, the guy was showing me, he's like, dude, the panels are all squeaking, plastic everywhere. They're made like, like a Chinese finger trap. They're garbage cars. They have no sustainability to them as far as actually being able to last long. Most of these cars, in my opinion, they're not going to see 8 to 10 years of usage. That's why the resale value goes to poop on them after you start having them for a couple of years. Everything starts falling apart. Remember, you can't take these electric cars to your local mechanic and have them fix anything. Everything has to be done by a specific registered Tesla mechanic that knows how to work on all the electronics on these cars. 
So again, realize what they're starting to do and why they're doing it and why it's so important for everybody, like Dad said, to continue to keep speaking up and talking about what's really going on. Also, too, in other news, I saw this article that now the Chicago Sun-Times and numerous other outlets are basically parroting the exact same phrase, stating that Robert E. Crimo III, the alleged shooter at the July 4th parade, the weirdo that this kid is on social media, identified as the suspect in the killings, bought the AR-15-style semi-automatic rifle used in the slayings legally. Now, what's interesting about this is, I called this a couple weeks ago when the Senate passed this gun bill, that 18 to 20-year-olds were going to have to have expanded background checks. And we found out later on that meant their juvenile records and their mental health records from when they were juveniles all are going to be basically searched. You also see in New York now, they're going to start demanding in order to get a gun permit to be able to buy a firearm, they want three years access to your entire private social media. That's why I've warned people, be careful what you put up on social media. Now, I'm not saying don't be boisterous, don't make comments, don't be, you know, talking to people and basically getting stuff going, but be very careful, especially about posting private stuff that you have. I told people a long time ago, don't be posting arsenals, posting all the guns you have, and basically throwing them, you know, oh, I've got 15 AR-15s that I bought, you know, last week, and I'm going to do this and do that. Don't be posting all that. Nobody needs to know a bunch of weapon systems that you have. I mean, there's no, no big deal about posting something here or there, but don't be bragging about all the guns you have and all the ammo you have and all the stored food you have for the simple reason that nobody needs to know about all that stuff you have and all the foods you have because people don't forget. And also, too, on top of that, now it's interesting, and the reason why I brought this up is because what they're going to do, in my opinion, now that they've got this bill passed with the Senate and the Congress when it comes to this 18 to 20-year-old expanded background check, there's a reason why this alleged mass shooter was specifically done on July 4th to get all the media coverage, and they selected whoever this patsy is, if he did it or if he didn't do it, this obviously mentally ill, emotionally disturbed, drug-addled, 21-year-old white male with a significant history of violence and mayhem. He's got videos all over YouTube, these weird music videos. I mean, the, guy, the guy's a loon. Looks like a loon, acts like a loon. There's photos of him in Pink pigtails and purple and blue hair. The, the kid's a lunatic. He, he, I, honestly, I think he's mentally challenged. And yet, this is the patsy they use, and now they're saying that, well, they need to actually go back now and possibly reform some of these gun bills. Ironically enough, it's unbelievably difficult to get a firearm in Chicago legally. Not only do you have to have a FOID card, you've got to go through full background checks, you have to have fingerprints, you have to have permits. Where he had this firearm, it was illegal to have an assault weapon. It was illegal to have anything over 10-round magazine capacity. They have red flag gun laws. They have basically domestic abuser red flag gun laws. They have, the list goes on and on and on. doesn't matter. That's why they keep doing it in these areas, because they can say, oh, these laws didn't work good enough. We have to do expanded and comprehensive and universal checks. They always use these terms, and they're kind of neutral terms. Like, you think, oh, well, what's wrong with a comprehensive background check? What's wrong with an expanded background check? They use these terms for the general populace. That's why I'm telling you right now what they do. They make you think it's not a big deal. Oh, it's just a comprehensive, universal, expanded background check, right? Doesn't that sound safe for everybody? Everyone goes, yes, yes, let's do that. That sounds really safe for everybody. That'll stop these shootings. No, they won't. What's ironic, and this is sad, and my condolences to everybody involved in this in these unbelievably hardcore Democratic towns, this shooting that happened in Highland Park, right? It's 30 miles from Chicago. 
Chicago had 71 people get shot over the same weekend and eight people killed in their unbelievably violent city of Chicago, most of which were all gang-related with machine guns that were all illegal. Oh, but wait, wait a minute, I haven't, I haven't heard the mainstream media talk about not one single 71, not one single of the 71 shooting victims in Chicago, nor the eight victims that died. Hmm. Oh, what about hardcore leftist New York City? Oh, they had 50 people shot over Fourth of July weekend and four killed in New York City. Oh, well, they have really restricted gun laws too, don't they? Actually, you can't buy much of anything there. Hmm. That's interesting. But yet, Highland Park in Chicago is now the epicenter for basically telling everybody they need to have their gun rights removed from them because, well, all the laws that were already in place didn't work bad enough for a bad guy to do something bad. This, again, is all about obfuscation and making you focus on what they want you to focus on. That is why it's so important you keep your mind right and you do not let this propaganda and lies continue to cloud your judgment on what's going on. Because they're going to use this over and over and over again. This isn't going to stop. I told you guys that a couple months ago. So they're going to start trying to do these false flags. And they're going to pick and choose which ones they want. That's why you can always tell when they're state-sponsored, or should I say deep state-sponsored, False flags, in my opinion, is when the media covers them 24-7. You know the ones that they weren't sponsoring are the ones they literally refuse to talk about, like the 71 people. Those 71 people have families, guys, too. Those 71 people had friends. They had sisters. They had brothers. Those eight people that died in Chicago, yeah, no, not, not one single shred of comment. Not one condolence, not one reference, none of which on the entire mainstream outlet over the past week at all referencing what happened in Chicago. Only thing in Highland Park. Why? Because that's what they want you to talk about. That's why they use a mentally disturbed pharmaceutical drug-using 21-year-old nut job, and they used him as the passing out to say, well, we've got to expand these background checks further, we've got to expand these restrictions further, and people need to understand it's for your safety, we're doing this for your own good, and you just need to accept it and be happy about it. That's why now the basically hardcore leftist Democrat, Cory Booker, I talked about this the other day, the senator, he's basically put a forward a bill now in the Senate last month that expects you to have full written test, full fingerprinting, and minimum age of 21 years old as a federal law with a federal license in order to abide one single firearm. You have to do all this stuff. Basically, more work and more detailed analysis and more registration than even buying a Class three machine gun out of the United States just to buy any type of firearm. That's what they're rolling out next. And if you don't think that's their dream and that's what they want to have happen, better believe it. And I listened to the sermon from Mark Rutland that Dad talked about earlier in the show. It was, it was exceptional. It was exceptional. Probably the hands-down best July 4th Christian pastor sermon I have ever heard. Ever. Excellent. Mark Rutland was incredible. He was actually the president of Southeastern while I was attending that school under my bachelor's degree. I have immense amount of respect for the man. He's incredible. And when he did that sermon, he started talking about a lot of these topics right now that are going on. I thought to myself... Wow. All right. We still have it, guys. We still have some pastors in the pulpit really speaking it how it is. And he talked about the whole thing with this transgender perversion and everything. He went into detail. But I highly encourage you to listen to it. And he's absolutely right what they're doing here. I saw an article the other day that was so disturbing to me. You know, Popeye, the old comics and the old TV, you know, cartoons. Popeye, big old forearms, eats his spinach, gets in fights all the time, sailors, smoking his pipes. 
around for 100 years. It was like the 20s. I mean, Popeye came out with comic strips. And everybody knew Popeye. Well, now they're saying that the comic strips and the cartoon of Popeye are now going to be refurbished to promote more ethnic diversity and more characters who are not heterosexual. Cartoonist Randall McCollum described the Popeye character as now needing to be gender fluid and stating that some plots will require Popeye to dress in drag and that they need more characters who are not heterosexual. And I shook my head. They're making Popeye a train. I mean, guys, can you get any more blatant than this? Really? Really? You can't just leave Popeye alone. Now you got to try to turn him into a drag queen pervert in your cartoons and push your agenda. And the answer is yes. Yesterday, I went to Bush Gardens. Me and my wife and the kids, some friends with their kids went there. And we were talking about, my friend was there, he, he canceled his visit past two got out of got Bush Gardens past. We were there, rode some roller coasters. And uh, they redid one of the roller coasters, the old wooden roller coasters there, rebuilt it and made it way bigger. The Guazi, uh, really, really cool roller coaster now, by the way, if you ever get to go over there. And we were talking in general about how crazy it's become that these entertainment agencies have tried to become so involved. And this is why, like, Universal Studios, they brought them up in an article not too long ago. They blazed and said, dude, we, we are an entertainment industry. We're not getting involved in any of this. If you want to do that, you do this. If you want to do that, you do this. We're not involved. We're an entertainment industry. We're not getting involved in politics and trying to push our agenda. This is why so many people now are starting to drop Disney. This is why their shares are going down. And I encourage you, please, if you value our freedoms, if you value our biblical values in the United States, please do not support this perverted company that not only is doing stuff behind the scenes, they're blatantly being militant about it now. I've told you guys before, if there's a company, there's an industry, there's a certain corporation, and they have certain policies or they do things behind the scenes, it's difficult to know that. You know, you can't know what every single company is doing and who actually works for all the companies. But one thing you can do is if those companies start to go blatantly in your face, perverts, and they start telling you all this stuff that you need to accept, and they start endorsing it, they start promoting it, they start having gay pride events at their parks on a regular basis, which Disney has done for years now. Now they do it, like, all the time. Why in the world, if you're diametrically opposed to your children being groomed, why are you going to give money to those companies when you know what they're doing? Not just behind the scenes. You know what they're doing right in your face, and they're telling you what they're doing. And the answer is you shouldn't. So I encourage you. I appreciate. I continue to thank everybody for supporting Christian patriot companies like Health Masters, like other ones that you know of. Thank you for your continued support, and thank you for speaking up and being vocal about this. What do you think, Jeff? Awesome. I think we're making a difference. I really believe we're making a difference. I believe the alt media that's telling the truth is making a difference and people are waking up. I and mean, we have millions of listeners a month listening to the show and people are finally beginning to realize that we can make a difference. These people that run the planet, there's only about 200,000 of them, to be honest with you. That's all the bloodline families and weirdos. And a lot of them aren't even actively involved. They're just part of that group. But they're the ones that are basically doing all of this stuff. And there's billions of us. And so there's really no way they could do anything to us if we stand in the aggregate. There's not. There's nothing they can do to us. If we remain vocal, we continue to tell the truth about who these people are and what they're doing. The biggest problem, again, is this. The pastors and the pulpit aren't doing it. I'm so proud of Mark Rutland. I know I keep bragging about him on the show today. He's been a good friend of mine for two decades, over 20 years. And I just really love the guy. I mean, he's like a brother to me. And it's important that we all understand 
that we've got to support him for doing what he did. We really do. We really, really do. And so always understand that when the pastors start telling the truth, you've got to give them a, hey, you did a great job. Hey, that was a great sermon. Hey, we're so glad you're doing this. Hey, all that. Because on the other side, he's going to get some blowback, too, from people, maybe not to his face, maybe not even on social media, but they're going to be, I can't believe he talked about that from the pulpit. Well, that's the problem. That's why we are where we are. When we had that Masonic infiltration into the churches back in the 30s and 40s and 50s, and they started putting their people in as deacons, their people in as elders, their people in as pastors, okay, we ended up having this massive degradation of the church based upon what they were doing with the Frankfurt School, which is all part of the, you know, Kabbalist infiltration through the Masonic lodges. Very important that we always understand that. Also, the other thing Austin's talking about, too, about these, this, this F-150 pickup truck, you know, this lightning or whatever it was, this electric hybrid that could only get 88 miles before it ran out of fuel. And now with Europe coming in and saying we're not going to be doing these these vehicles any longer that burn, you know, gasoline or, you know, diesel, it's stupid. The biggest reason, I'm going to come on, I'm going to say it on the show again. The biggest reason that we have all of this problem with the environment right now and this record heats. I mean, I'm in North Carolina. Yesterday, it was 105 degrees here over at the airport, 105 degrees. I mean, unbelievably hot in North Carolina at altitude of about 2,000 feet. And you're like, what the heck? 105 degrees. And I thought to myself, this is crazy. Now, it might have been because we were out on the tarmac. It might have been because, you know, we were on asphalt. Who knows? I don't have any idea. But the point is, it was 105. It was miserably hot. And that's insane. For North Carolina. I mean, it used to be this. Everybody wanted to move to North Carolina because it was so much cooler than Florida. It's not anymore. It's over 100 yesterday when also was at Bush Gardens. This is due to geoengineering. This is due to all of the aluminum and all the barium. They've been spraying the atmosphere, creating a greenhouse effect and poisoning the soil all over the country and basically eliminating and killing trees and killing orange trees and doing all kinds of horrible things to the environment as part of their, quote, unquote, military operations. Now, you know, here's the thing, guys. If they're using this to detect exotic propulsion systems in the ionosphere, which would be alien spaceship, which is one of the things they say they do with all of the stuff, you know, why in the world can't they find something that doesn't destroy the planet in the process? That's just a question that I have to ask you guys. Because, you know, these demonic entities and things that have traveled like this for thousands of years and millennial and the stuff they're even talked about in the book of Ezekiel, they're not going to go away. You know, they're, they're going to be floating around anyhow. But the reality is this, but do we have to destroy our own planet to try to find them? Do we have to destroy our own planet to put more gelins and all kinds of chemicals and bacteria into this stuff they're spraying, this chemtrail spooge? And all, and is that what this is? Is it a massive population program, depopulation program? Or is it part of the eugenics protocol as far as from an alien species trying to destroy the people on this planet? Or is it the group of Kabbalist Luciferians that want to rule the planet and have 2,500 slaves each? with a population density of 500 million on the planet, because there's about 200,000 of them, remember? Each get, they each get 2,500. What they believe is what they say their scripture teaches. They're going to have about 2,500 slaves each. That's about half a billion people on the planet. This whole thing's messed up. We've had these ancient Canaanite religions and then this sacrifice of these, our children through Baal and Moloch and Asherah through abortion. It's been going on for a long time in the United States, since 73. And it was going on much longer than that. In the ancient Canaanite times, and it's and it's not changed. It hasn't stopped. It's been continuing to go on with all these weird religions for for millennial. It's it's just what this group of people requires, as far as I guess the sacrifice of the innocents to absorb the energy from these these children when they die. I don't know what they do. A bunch of weirdos. But that's what we need to understand. That these guys now they're trying to get rid of all the the, the cars. It's, it's not the cars. 
is, is you know they they had they had diesel engines that were getting close to 80 miles per gallon. Yeah, I mean they they're over in Germany and they had to get rid of them because nobody's going to go to an EV vehicle when they're getting 80 miles per gallon. They're destroying the entire way of life that we have in the United States. I've got a, a friend who, who basically listens to the show up in Fort Wayne. His name is Ron, and he actually went to uh, you know Fort Wayne place where they're storing the pickup trucks. The one I couldn't find him in Flint, Detroit, when I flew over there the other day. Ron basically is saying that they're in Fort Wayne. He actually sent me videotape. And if you and if you've been if you're on with Sharon's ST Brewer account, she's going to go ahead and post that video of literally thousands and thousands of pickup trucks that have shortages of parts. This, we, we, he sent the video. He took it. You know, firsthand right there, we got it on the show, and we're talking about it today, and we're going to post it, of all of these vehicles that are stranded up there that can't be shipped because they're missing parts. I mean, this is all part of Trump's carpet bombing of the United States, isn't it, when he basically shut down all the businesses to put all these suppliers out of business? Isn't that what he's doing and all the sanctions he put against China? All of the stuff that he did to basically destroy the entire United States economy. And people are still out there saying, it's Donald Trump. We need the Trump back. No, we don't. We just don't need Biden. We really don't need Biden, and then we hope that DeSantis is real. We really do, because I believe if he runs for president, he's going to win, unless the election is completely and totally fraudulent again like it was before. Now, Brandon Smith wrote an excellent article that I want to go over with you real quick. It says, America has been flirting with leftist disaster, and it's time to stop compromising. The political left as a movement has proven to be made up of some of the worst people imaginable. This is the Frankfurt School, okay? cultural Marxism. What I talked about at the school board if you would, if we'd last year, he was the kind of people that thirst for destruction and that take joy in the oppression of others, the ones who want to destroy the United States of America and destroy the social fabric system of our country. It's the only way they know they could destroy us. However, while leftists make his skin crawl from their pungent set of evil, there's one group of people that are even more annoying, and that's the fence-sitters and fake moderates. Though these people will never admit it, if there are times when social conflict arises, one side is completely right while the other side is completely wrong, fake moderates pretend as if there are merits to the side that is wrong, even when there are none, because they want to appear as though they are wise. The truth is they don't want to have, they don't have the guts to take a stand one way or the other, and so they act as if neither side is correct or that both sides are partially right, meaning – the side of destruction is given license to continue their pillaging because they don't want to seem like they're just being discriminated against. Now, I'm going to stop here for a second. The Bible says in the New Testament that one of the churches that the God talked about in the book of Revelation, that they, they, they were neither hot nor they, they were neither cold, but they were lukewarm. And that was an abomination to God. He didn't like that. He said, I would that you'd be hot or cold, but this is ridiculous. He goes, you're basically tepid or basically warm. He's, he's, he's going to spit them out of his mouth is what it says in Revelation because he's so offended by that. Guys, God doesn't like that. He doesn't like fence sitters. He wants you to be vocal and he wants you to take the truth out there and tell your friends. This article goes on to say, when tribes were faced with narcissistic members, psychopathic members, or outright schizophrenic and delusional members, those people were often cast out or ignored and for good reason. When the insane and the sociopath are allowed to integrate into culture – they are allowed to inject a certain level of moral insanity into that culture. Insanity is generally an inborn condition, but insane habits can also be learned. And if people think that there are benefits and gains associated with acting insane, some of them will do so, and the problem will grow. Isn't that true? If they think they can get something out of it, the problem's going to grow. You know, it's crazy to me. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts came out with another excellent article, and it's called American is Being Eradicated. 
We have it posted on the website. And, and what's interesting about this is he made a couple of comments. I'm going to read you exactly what he said. And he's being sarcastic, so to speak, and basically showing how the left is acting. He goes, the Democrats are frantic and hysterical. Oh, my God, is their opening phrase. Roe versus Wade, the sacred ruling that let us kill babies in the womb, has been overturned. Oh, my God. Parents won't let their kids be indoctrinated with critical race theory. The woke rules against gender pronouns. Oh, my God. Parents won't even let public schools convince the kids to be transgendered. If we don't do something, the Trump deplorables will return and stop our destruction of America. Oh, my God. Traditional morality will be taught. Sexual perversion as a legitimate choice will be out. Liberal progressivism will be stopped. The Trump deplorables will take away the legal privileges we Democrats have conferred upon blacks and sexual perverts. White people will be able to defend themselves. And, oh, my God, they will be able to use gender pronouns and own guns. That would be the end of the world. <laughs> I read it like that because that's how he wrote it with a bunch of exclamation points and triple exclamation points. And, it was, and, I, and it's not funny, but it's true. But, it's, I, but he's putting it in such good words. This captures the essence of the democratic political propaganda that he constantly receives. Then he goes on to say, the only thing better about the Republican political propaganda is that it's not anti-white. Otherwise, it's just as stupid as the Democrats' propaganda, only in different directions. The Republicans, of course, open as they have been time immemorial with, do you support Republican efforts to cut spending, balance the budget, reduce the national debt, and fight inflation? As this program has a record of total failure why do republicans remind voters of the inability their inability to control government after the downhill start the republican survey speed up towards the collapse in service to israel and enmity towards china do you support the efforts to stop biden administration from removing the u.s embassy in israel from jerusalem in other words don't you want trump back so his jewish son-in-law can make more millions by having his father-in-law break more international conventions and in the interest of israel and if the republicans are really this stupid to believe that biden would antagonize the jews the republicans need an iq boost another republican survey question is are you in favor of the democrats effort to ban airline travel forbid air conditioning, and force people to walk to work. This is the Republican description of green energy, but it will strike most off as off the wall. The Republicans never fail to damn themselves by being against health care for all, Medicare for all, also known as national health insurance, which every Western country except the U.S. has, is socialized medicine. What the U.S. has is big pharma medicine. The medical system is run for the sake of big pharma profits. I mean, Paul Craig Roberts is 100% right, guys. Listen to this. Private medicine hardly exists in the U.S. Doctors have been forced by big pharma insurance companies and incorporated healthcare organizations into employees with no longer, who no longer have the authority to violate protocols. In other words, the protocols that are set by big pharma and the American Medical Association as far as treatments of, of their patients who have have to treat the patients not according to doctors' judgments, but according to the profits of Big Pharma. Having shot themselves in the head a number of times, the Republicans can't resist yet another shot at themselves, China. Republicans have done the most to keep Americans from understanding that the reason China is towering over us economically is that Wall Street, under the head of takeovers, U.S. corporations to relocate their production for U.S. markets in China and other parts of Asia, where labor costs are far less, have specifically raised the profits of offshore U.S. corporations. 
The relocation devastated the finances of U.S. cities and states, formerly manufacturing powerhouse, which enabled China to surpass the he uses a bad word, the stupid American foreign policy community by surpassing us in five years instead of the expected 50 years. I'm not going to read any more of this article, but he's absolutely right. The Republicans, that's why, that's because, that's, that's just why I become an independent. I'm still registered as a Republican because it gives me an opportunity to vote in primaries because I'm never ever going to vote for a Democrat ever, okay? But it gives me the opportunity to vote in primaries. The sad part about it is, is that unless we see somebody that's coming out and telling the truth, what difference are they going to make? Even DeSantis has passed laws in the state of Florida now that if a corporation boycotts Israel because of the Palestinian issue and they no longer will purchase Israeli goods, that the state of Florida will boycott that corporation and not buy anything from them. He's had an entire group of congressmen go over there with him to Israel and stand at the Wailing Wall and pray. So what is the deal here? Is DeSantis real or is he not real? Is he another Trojan horse, or is he a real knight in shining armor? He was, he was basically educated at Harvard and Yale. These are, these are Ivy League elite schools that are almost impossible to get into unless you know somebody or unless you are basically a minority that's being pushed through affirmative action into their halls of, how should I say, education. And I don't mean to sound really prejudiced or racist about that. I'm not trying to say that. And I've, I've talked about this a thousand times on the show. If a black person and a white person or an Asian person or a Hispanic person or whoever has the best scores and the best grades, they have the application put into Harvard. If you've got a person who basically has been suppressed as a minority, I don't really have a problem with it. If they all have 4.0s and they all have the same type of essay writing skills and that minority gets to go to Harvard, I don't have a bit of problems with it. I really don't. But the reality is that when they're much further down, if one person has a – if an Asian – or a white person has a 4.0 and someone else has a 2.0, but they're accepted in there because of their skin color, I think that's reverse discrimination. It's not right. And this is the problem I have with all of this stuff is that we're not thinking through it anymore as far as what we're doing and how we're educating people. And this is all because of cultural Marxism. You put the person ahead of the pack that doesn't have the ability to lead. You put the person ahead of the pack who doesn't ever achieve anything on their own, and they're automatically pushed forward. I told you when Harrison graduated – from law school, my youngest son, a few months back, and we were up there, and we were and we were basically going through the motions of listening to these speeches by these people. They had a judge come in who was an absolute moron. He delivered he delivered the keynote speech. He treated everybody like we had like eighty IQs in the audience and started talking to us about cartoon characters. I could not believe it even happened. I mean, it's ridiculous. And I thought to myself, this is crazy. Why in the world would this quote unquote PhD judge do this? Well, again, he was a white guy. But he was a, he was promoted apparently because of his socialist, radical, weirdo beliefs. And I don't like stuff like that. I don't care if you're white or black or Hispanic or Asian. If you've got weirdo beliefs, I don't want you ruling over us and making laws that are going to force me to do what you say. I don't like any of that stuff. We have to have common sense come back in, and we have to have the rule of law come back in, and we really need to have it back under Christian principles because without a moral guideline, into our Constitution, and into the laws that are being forced upon us, the Constitution of the United States, as we have said repeatedly on this show, is too easy to manipulate. And this is the reason we got ourselves into this situation. Look at Giselle Maxwell, 20 years in prison. She'll probably do less than half that time. She'll probably get out or basically be suicided and put a body double back in there again, and then she'll be getting out. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen to her if we even hear anything about her again? Or they may just put a body double in or let her out, and we won't even, we'll, not, we'll not even know about what happened. I mean, now you say, well, come on, Ted, really? I don't know. You don't know. 
All I know is that Jeffrey Epstein supposedly had all the cameras go out around his jail cell. Supposedly the guys are all pleading the fifth now that were involved in the, in the, in the, in the, in the prison. Supposedly all these things are happening and his sudden death supposedly, if he really died, is still being covered up. I mean, on and on and on and on. It's nauseating. It's all nauseating because these groups of government officials and these special interest groups, they run the planet. They run the planet through State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, and the bloodline families that we've talked about so many times, all being influenced by the Kabbalist Luciferians. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous to me. It really, really is. But guys, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ because he's the answer. He's the only answer we've got. There's no political solution to a spiritual rod in the United States. We've got to go back to Jesus. We have to. Well, there he goes talking about Jesus again. Well, yeah, I'm going to always talk about Jesus. I have no choice. Because I know without him leading the way for all of us as Christians and us standing their ground like Mark Rutland did in that sermon he did last Sunday, it's not going to change. Get your pastors to wake up, and you become more vocal with everybody you talk to. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh, you're exactly right. You know, I, I made that joke on Tuesday kind of sarcastically about Ghislaine Maxwell, and I said she's the first person in recorded history to be – not only indicted and charged, sent to prison, convicted of trafficking of minors to absolutely no one. She trafficked minors all over the country to absolutely no one. Nobody, ever, zero. Trafficked girls to nobody. Thin air, just went up, nobody. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And I really encourage people to keep blasting the questions out there. There's a UFC fighter the other day who brought it up. There's another person I saw in an interview brought it up. A lot of these guys now, especially dads, are bringing this up going, what kind of rule of law do we have here? This lady goes to prison for 20 years, which good riddance to her filth self. Should have gone longer. But what about all the people she actually sold these girls to? Hmm? I mean, what, what happened to that? Well, we're just going to ignore that, and that was what we were very concerned about from the very beginning, if you guys remember when we talked about it. I said they're going to use her as a scapegoat. They're going to use her as the patsy. She's going to take the fall, probably never even go see the inside of a jail cell for any significant period of time. It's probably going to move her around, or she's going to accidentally fall and commit suicide with a rope around her neck that she didn't have with the security cameras off, you know, stupid stuff like that, like they constantly tell people. And yet this is where – you see it going, and that's why it's important that people keep bringing this up, whether it's social media, whether it's radio shows, whether it's podcasts. Keep bringing up this topic. Just like I've said repeatedly, I'm not going to let go what they tried to do and what they did to a lot of people during COVID for two and a half years, two years. I'm not going to let it go. I'm not going to pretend and just disappear it. Say, well, we're just going to act like it didn't happen. We're going to pretend that people weren't being arrested for paddleboarding out in the ocean by themselves because there was a stay-at-home order because of a virus with a 99.997% survival rate. I'm not going to pretend that didn't happen. I'm not going to pretend that they haven't lied to us 100% about this gene therapy injection. Now, I told you guys the other day, now I'm hearing reports. I saw another article on it today that there's a lot of ports that are basically coming in under the wire about children that are having serious seizures. Right after they're getting the shot, these young children, one- and two-year-old kids going into seizures. There's a reason why, guys, Publix and numerous other supermarkets that distribute vaccines like flu shots, that they stated they were not going to give this injection to children under four and five years old. Remember, Publix came out with that, what, three, four weeks ago, and they said they weren't even giving them a reason why. They just said, we're not doing it, period. Don't ask us questions. Hmm. 
Isn't that interesting? Isn't that strange that they would just suddenly come out and say, oh, even though the FDA gave it emergency use and we're a pharmaceutical rep, we sell drugs, we push vaccines at our supermarket, we're not going to do this, we're not going to, we're going to turn down the money. Basically, the money we're going to get for injecting these young children from the federal government is not worth the nasty, unbelievably horrific public opinion that's going to start occurring at Publix's when people start seeing one-year-olds and six-month-olds and two-year-olds falling on the floor in Publix, going into convulsions and having seizures. Not worth it. There's a reason why they said it, guys. There's a reason why they're not doing it, because they know what this is going to start doing to these young children. That's why they're spooling up this variant now. Oh, we got more and more variants occurring. I wouldn't doubt it. You're giving people, what, three, four, five booster shots now, start making their immune system unbelievably overpushed. You start basically shredding everything in their body. Yeah, dude, you're going to start having mutations. You're going to start having people getting really, really sick. And I personally think they're using these variants as an excuse for the side effects we're starting to see now. I saw an article the other day, and it was talking about the prevalence now of SADS that is starting to go through the roof in the United States now. And I never even heard of this. I've heard of sudden infant death syndrome, which, by the way, if you look up historically, was virtually non-existent until they started the shot schedule after 1986. And they started forcing and pushing these young children to get repeated shots back to back to back to back. Sudden infant death syndrome. All of a sudden, the baby's fine, and parents go in there to check on him, and the baby's dead, just dies. Nobody knows what happens. They give it a name, sudden infant death syndrome. If you look at it, like 99% of all cases of SIDS are in vaccinated children very, very close to the time they're injected. But we're not going to talk about that. Now we have SADS, sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, which is basically, apparently, sudden adult death syndrome is what they people call it, where – Basically, people just are sitting on the couch perfectly healthy, 30 years old, and go to massive convulsions and have a heart attack and basically cardiac arrest out of nowhere. Nobody can explain it at all. Suddenly, your heart just grenades in your chest while you're watching television, and you're perfectly healthy. Oh, well, that's interesting because the numbers now that we're starting to see are very difficult to find the real numbers, but we're seeing that there is a significant increase in these cases, not to mention massive massive increase of collapses and cardiac events in healthy athletes. What's interesting now, the U.S. has identified the International Olympic Committee showed that 1,101 sudden deaths in athletes under age 35 between 1966 and 2004. You heard I said there, guys, 40 years of data from the United States or International Olympic Committee, 1,100 sudden deaths, basically cardiac events in Olympic athletes over 40-year period. 40-year period. Just between March 21st, 2021, and March 2022, one-year spread now, across the world, there have been 769 athletes have suffered cardiac arrest, collapse, or died on the field in literally one year. That International Olympic Committee number of 1,100 over 40 years has almost been surpassed in one year. Well, what's changed? Well, the demand for people to get injected with RNA gene therapy, or they're not allowed to function, they're not allowed to work, they're not allowed to compete in sports. They basically are de facto can't do anything now. 
That's the only change that's happened, guys, in individuals with hundreds and hundreds of millions of people in the United States and many more across the world that have been injected with this over and over and over and over and over again. That's why I've encouraged and I've told people, if you've gotten the shot or if you have tried to force to get the shot, make sure you're taking precautionary measures with nutrients like the N-acetylcysteine. The magnesium brain food, those two are really, really good. Also, the CoQ10 and the vitamin E that are really good for cardiovascular support. You can also take the HGH Stimulate, which helps out with blood flow and circulation and releases nitric oxide. There are numerous nutrients on the market that we have seen now that have helped a lot of people that have been having issues, especially the stuff that people are having problems with, uh, high blood pressure. That's another one that seems to be very common now. And a lot of it, again, is cardiovascular problems. So if you guys need any support, if you need any information, if you need to get high-quality supplements and you're trying to keep your body healthy, feel free to give us a call at any time here at Health Masters. We're here to help you guys out and give you an update. Yes, all the phone systems, everything are operational today. I know we had some problems with them yesterday. I appreciate the support. I apologize for any inconvenience. I know a lot of people were emailing me asking me what was going on. We had some stuff we had to update on the phone systems, and so some people couldn't get through. Again, everything's fully operational today, 1-800-726-1834, if you guys need to call us up or place an order. And also, too, I want to give everybody a very big update. People were asking about it. I haven't done it in a long time because the product's very expensive to manufacture, but I will be adding on the ultimate multiple powder, the original ultimate multiple powder formula that everybody loves. It's going on July summer sale. Basically decided for my birthday this month, I'm going to put that on sale for over 20% off, which is pretty much the biggest sale we can ever do on that product because the margins. I mean, that's that's next to nothing on it. And the product, remember, it's uh, 120 servings. So this product can last people a lot. I mean, you can do numerous, numerous, numerous scoops of it if you need to. And so that's, again, 120 scoops in this. A lot of people can use it one to two scoops a day. Some people up to four. Again, it's a very, very strong product. Works fantastic. Families can take it together. Children can take it. The ultimate multiple powder. That'll be on the website here in the near future today, probably the next hour or so. So be sure to check it out on sale. What do you think, Dev? Uh, I think that price on the ultimate multiple powder is is <laughs> just amazing, and I'm really glad we could do that for the listeners, and I thank you for supporting us. I mean, a lot of people told me over the years I don't like swallowing pills, and between me and you guys, I don't care either for about swallowing pills. I don't, I don't like it, but I do it because I know the supplements are important and they're necessary, but I'd rather take the ultimate multiple powder. It's a really good product, and it tastes really, really good, and what I do at night and this is uh, the sleep like a baby part of the sleep by the, by the, by the baby protocol, is I take the uh, the total rest, and I take about a teaspoon of that and about a tablespoon of the magnesium brain food, and I stir it into a glass of water about two hours before I go to bed, and I, and I, put, and I stir it up really well, use one of our shakers, or you put a blender to it, and then I put a couple cubes, ice cubes with it. It's an incredibly delicious beverage. It tastes phenomenal, and that magnesium is so good because it does so many functions of the body, over 300 biochemical reactions, and it also helps to prevent, how should you say, calcium buildup in the body, and it allows and it, and it's magnesium theonate, and actually has been shown now to go through the blood-brain barrier and help to pull heavy metals out of the brain, so it's really good, especially with all these stupid chemtrails that we're breathing. So uh, I do that every night, then I take the melatonin, and I, it knocks me out like a light. And I sleep through the night. And then the prostate support for you guys over the age of 60, if you guys take that every single night or even over the age of 50, a lot of people have any prostate problems. It keeps from having to get up in most cases, not all cases. Sometimes you've you got real severe prostate problems, but it keeps from having to get up in the middle of the night and use the bathroom. 
I've had friends of mine who've been on that, who basically been up two or three times a night trying to use the bathroom. They start on that protocol and they end up basically not having to do that anymore. So that's great too. So guys, again, thank you for your support of Health Masters. By the way, the city of Orlando is apologizing for the 4th of July message following backlash. Remember, Orlando is a big gay pride, big queer city because of Disney, because 70% of the employees at Disney basically are queer and a lot of them live in Orlando. And the city of Orlando has apologized on Saturday for its Independence Day message that declared the nation was in strife and questioned why people would want to celebrate the holiday in the cities newsletter. Here's what the quote was. A lot of people probably don't want to celebrate our nation right now, and we can't blame them. It's because of Roe v. Wade, by the way, and because of the gay pride garbage, and because of the transgender stuff, and because of the Reedy Creek thing with Orlando. This is the Friday edition of the Orlando News City Red. When there is so much division, hate, and unrest, why on the earth would you want to have a party celebrating any of it? This shows you more pure cultural Marxism and the destruction of the republic. The city apologized the next day, said it sincerely regrets the message's negative impact. Quote, we understand these words offended some of our residents, which was not our intent. Sure was. The city wrote in its apology, we value the freedoms we have in this country, and we are thankful to the men and women who have fought and continue to fight for those. No, you're not. We would have posted what you did. We take pride in celebrating. You have to make sure they put pride in there. The 4th of July to express our gratitude to those men and women who in honor the country we live in. What a bunch of weirdos. The statement had sparked widespread criticism online with many calling the city newsletter un-American. Austin, I'm sorry I ran late. Go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, you're absolutely right. I saw that earlier in here, and I I heard about it over the weekend, and it it was embarrassing. I I told you guys, I really don't like Orlando at all. It's gotten very, very seedy, so to say. Just the, the population there is starting to be very just not American, and... Disney's unbelievably mad about what's happened over there, and so they're making sure they try to force their opinion again, because remember, Disney owns and controls a lot of the stuff with the Orlando Sentinel and stuff like that with the news. So again, understand what people are trying to do, what they're trying to change, and continue to get the truth out there, my friends. If you need anything, healthmasters.com, joint rebuilding formula on sale product of the week, along with the ultimate multiple powder going up on sales, July super sale. Be sure to check it out right now at the website, healthmasters.com. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.